fucking rank. Yeah. I mean, it was good. It's pretty good. Yeah. But nice and echoey. Do you reckon you could do a fart like that? Oh, I don't know. My throat qualities are definitely different to my anal qualities. I've heard. I live with it. And I can tell you for a fact. Are you going to talk about a fact that like yesterday was just a couple of a couple little Tommy squeakers in your car? <laughs> yeah, you did, didn't you? Yeah, yeah I did. Yeah. And I had to open like the window. pre-coffee? I had, to, I had to open the window. Yeah, you didn't. You went a bit drama with it. I don't think I went a bit drama. No, nah, you went well I drama. I went, open the windows, let the fart out. No, you went, Ugh! and then just like the, the, the window went faster, like from the passenger side down. Like that was going to do it. <laughs> I mean, I almost crashed. It was that bad. Yeah. 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 You had to apologize to the old lady for killing her dog. <laughs> yep. And like, and dog was there going. The, wi- the weird thing is there were other road users that instead of questioning what was going on from my face, they understood what you had done. Yeah. And knew why. And from my face what way. had happened <laughs> as well. Like you were screaming and I was smiling wryly. <laughs> smiling rightly. Yeah. <laughs> or wryly. Like a wry smile. Is Riley a word? I asked if glowingly was a word earlier. Yeah. My brain shut off. So is mine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How's your like face and your tubes from your nose still, to your ears? Still hurts. Still hurts. Still hurts. Does it? Yeah. But are you got if you got like new medication that allows you to go a little Better bit medication? Yes. Get, allows yeah. you to be a bit more superhero. More superhero. Yeah. Well, what? you know, in the face of adversity, you are you more present and more <laughs> alive. That's not a superhero. And more excited. It's a human thing. It's a human thing, but you know, but you're you're in pain and you're suffering a lot, so you're my superhero. You're doing all right though, yeah. Yeah. What thanks. are you on? Lots. Lots, yeah. Lots. Yeah. yeah. Cocaine bear. <laughs> I really want to see that film. I, I do, and I don't. I mean, it, it looks fun, but I think it will be one of those where, like, I'll get ten minutes in, and then I'll go. I don't think I can. See, watch, I'm not interested. You know, you can tell that that is someone's gone. Imagine a bear and cocaine. How cool would that be? Yeah, we get it. It's going to go on a killing spree. I'd rather see like a fucking Shih Tzu on cocaine doing the same thing. Imagine yeah. being terrified in the woods and there's just a fucking tiny little Shih Tzu yeah. off its tits murdering people. Yeah. Yeah. So it's sort of born out of that Monty Python Holy Grail with the rabbit. Kind of, yeah. 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 That's no ordinary rabbit. <laughs> they just take decapitates people. Yeah. But that's based on a true story, apparently. Yes, I know, yeah. So some bear just wandering... Th- I mean, if you were just an animal and all you did was just eat salmon shit and just, like, king of the forest, and then you just stumble across... A shitload of cocaine. A big bag. <laughs> a massive <laughs> bag of coke. You, you, you wouldn't even know, like... Bloody hell. And it loves it as well. Yeah. They're trying to portray the fact that the bear loves cocaine. I mean, it, that's kind of how it works, isn't it? When you try it, you start loving it. That's how. That's I'm how sure it. We've all got people we could ask about that. Oh yeah, I know loads of people who, yeah, who oh, love that. Oh, you're well connected. Uh, no, I could make those connections if I wished, but I don't. I knew I knew someone once who uh, worked in the fashion industry, uh, worked for a company in London. The top shop. Uh, no, no, it's a bit too <laughs> macky <laughs> dudes. Yeah. That was a bit Mackie D's. No, they, 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 she worked more in those kind of like, you know, when people just come out and they're like dressed as a cauliflower. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> yep. they're trying to put that on like as if like that's a thing that... Like that, fashion people, yeah, just 
just please let me know when people come out like that and they've got like they're like half a box and then they've got like twinkle toes and it's just so obscure and random i get the art of it but what's is there is there not a functioning part that can fit into society where you can go like see yeah uh, the the thing i don't get like we have this with fashion but we find it in music yeah as well and i really fucking struggle because i get like say someone comes out dressed as a cauliflower yeah i'm like i don't get it and they're like you don't get fashion then i'm like okay i'm okay I don't get fashion. Yeah. That's that's fine. When it comes to music, I've got a relatively good understanding of of music, how it works, trends within music and, and all that kind of stuff. So say when someone turns around to me and they're like, Isn't this great? I'm like, Yeah, it's all right. And they're like, Oh, you just don't get it. I'm like, No, no, I, I do get it. You just like it more than than the most people like it. Yeah. So is that's not not getting it though that's just someone enjoying it more than someone else yeah is that is that the same thing with fashion or is it that it is it different well it's like art isn't it it's it's the same sort of thing it's like we oh you just don't get it it's not just a red circle in the middle of a white wall by the way um i'll I'll talk about it in a second but like so with that idea of like fashion and people going like no you just don't get it it's like well, no, surely my eyes are pretty open to the fact. And if I look at the environment and the culture of what's going on, I get why people are watching it or looking at it or admiring it or observing it. But I'm just saying you're not, you're not going to get in your best cauliflower to go down the offy to get, a no, cup, to get no, no, 20 no. Benson and Hedges, a couple of cans of Tenant, and hope that Doctors is on or you catch Doctors by the time you come back from the corner shop. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, I'd love to see it, though. I would someone, love to someone see someone dressed it. as cauliflower just walking around. Yeah, as though it's it's like just every day. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. It's like I'm feeling cauliflowery today, so I might just don this. I was saying with um for my girlfriend's birthday recently, we went to the Tate Modern, and uh, I hadn't been in years, mm-hmm. and uh, it was a very like um, creepy looking building. It has this kind of it like is, isn't it? that chimney. There's something about like that sort of industrial style chimney that just like I don't know. Puts the, puts the puts willies. The willies in the, I was about to say yeah. the willies, yeah. Not that it's on my brain. But, yeah, there's something about it. But we went on to, like, the first floor, and we couldn't take any more. Like, it really knackers you out mentally, like, in terms of the art they produce. So there's a lot of things, like, the, there's lots of art from Africa. There was lots of art from um, the Middle East. And it was all about, like, historical like genocidal periods yeah in art and it was just so so overwhelmingly heavy that like i don't know it was almost like oh has anyone got a picture of a flower or um does anyone want to like yeah <laughs> <laughs> right so <laughs> hey. Hey. you eating your own shit there oh i've just added extra herbs and spices <laughs> oh, Christ. i love the fact that i have to sit judge by the look on your face and the position of your body as to whether to turn the mic you up. literally looked at me then as if to go like stop talking because what you're saying is going to offend millions of people <laughs> no i was looking like i, I genuinely no, I was thought like, oh my that. god you're about to fart do i need to turn the mic up yeah, yeah which yeah. i did i was right to do so i thought you were literally going to turn the volume down and go don't talk about no. african genocide no like, <laughs> no 
No, no, no yeah. That, that was literally just my, oh my God, you're about to shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I nearly let's, did. Let's I might as well have done. I mean, in terms of you working on tech model and not being able to take much, like take it all because it was too much for you. It was almost like it was so overwhelming yeah. artistically. Like it, it obviously did its job. Yeah. Right? Because that's the idea. The, the idea of art is it supposed to inflame whatever it's trying to portray, right? Yeah. So you get that sensation. And then just literally walking around that first floor afterwards, I was literally like, I need to go outside for a bit of fresh air. I, I, I felt like yeah. I was going, I was like, I was going, I can't, I need either a flower or to be in a nice, like calming room because I've just been, I don't know. It felt like that of a, of a mental assault. I have the same thing. Um, when I go to my, uh, my daughter's year four, like art, art displays. Like, yeah. It's overwhelming. It's <laughs> yeah. just so much to take in. Yeah. I can't tell Because they, they love, the Year Fours love talking about Middle Eastern genocide. Yeah. yeah. And they can't stop making like... I art. can't tell if it's a duck or a, I don't know, a, a fridge. Yeah. And trying to interpret that takes a lot. Right, yeah, It's yeah, difficult. Yeah. It is difficult. Yeah. But, you know, well, that's what I mean. So you, you have to get out, don't you? Yeah. You have to go, I'm really sorry. Like, I, and then I, for like a week afterwards, I'm plagued by these these images in my head and not knowing what they are yeah i mean something is rather frightening about a cat that's larger than the house right right yeah and like something that's so like like an abstract looking house and a very typical looking sun and when when that cat has two eyes on one side of its face and you're like what the fuck what yeah. about the other side the nose is on its ear yeah and you're like oh right art it's going See? cubist <laughs> how do they know about the cubist movement <laughs> That's the thing. Yeah. But yeah. no, I had to get out. I had to get out of the tape mod and genuinely, you know, get a prep. <laughs> I needed a prep. Fuck. Fuck prep. No, I know, but there's Brett nowhere else. Shove it up his fucking arse. I went across that f- that bit by the side of the Thames. It was all really lovely and nice. And then I was like... I'll just go to prep. Well, there's nowhere else to go. Oh, oh, I, I can't... I'm, I love prep. I don't... Oh, yeah, you're right. I should have gone to the Dorchester. Like, I've, I can't afford that shit. And the only thing that was nearby was a prep. A pret a manga, right? Pret a manga, so I could get a couple of sarnies and sample one of their French croissants full of fucking tomato and cheese. Croissant? I did. Yeah, pret can fuck itself. Yeah, it's pretty like fuck pret. Anyone, I don't know. anyone out there supports pret? Stop supporting us. Yeah, 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 right. Well, don't do that. Dicks. Yeah, no. I will say that it did feel a little bit like an upper class cattle market. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? There's people with like expensive hats and scarves and going, well, why did you try this one? You know, like, oh, that was terrible. And there was me in a skanky, like, you know, super dry coat with like stitches that definitely weren't done very well. I'm not going to reveal who stitched up my coat one time because they said they could stitch it. Who was it? Uh, was it Nick? No, it wasn't. It was someone who uh, books bands for a local venue. <laughs> Sounds like Nick. Yeah, it I'm was Nick. I'm going to blame Nick. Yeah, it was Nick. Just because I hope Nick listens. Yeah. I want you to hear this, Nick. Well, he's someone who like says, I can sew. And then when he started sewing, he started singing like his instructions. Nice. Goes in and out. <laughs> and doobie-doobie-doo. Like, you know, he had a hat with a propeller on it. I wasn't com- <laughs> I wasn't confident. Why would you not be confident in that? Uh, I would have every confidence in Nick singing to himself the instructions of how to sew whilst wearing an yeah. umbrella hat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But then this is someone who would sing himself instructions on how to ch- cook a chicken korma from a can. <laughs> <laughs> it 
<laughs> and you twist the lid and you put it all in a pan and then no, you see, sit or, for a bit. No, you've done it wrong because you got to put it in a pan and then you got to wait the 10 seconds while it's... As it comes out. Yeah, yeah. It comes out as one okay, yeah, solid uh, mass. This, this, is, this, is, this is the song he'd sing. Wait, hang on, hang on. If you're going to... I yeah, got yeah. I got a piano for you. So right. I'll say uh, this is this is our friend like trying to cook uh, a chicken korma from a can. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And the fact he needs to sing this to make sure that he goes um, and gets it right. I'm in my kitchen. Take five steps to the cupboard. Open it up. Find the chicken korma in a can. No, that's bleach. Put it back. <laughs> I'll go again. Where is the can? No, that's another form of bleach. I've got to be careful because I had my stomach pumped last time. There is the can of chicken korma. I find a two-minute ready-to-make rice. Tear two inches from the top. Squeeze the packet like Uncle Ben would. <laughs> Here we go. Here's a tin opener. I'm open corma. Twist and twist. Twist and twist. My wrist is aching, but I want my chicken corma right now. Yeah. Uh, 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 uh. Chicken korma is in a pan. Turn the heat on, on a medium flame. Then grab my rice and put it in a microwave. Higher setting, 850 watt. Oh shit, my rice is burned. I... <laughs> oh my god, the chicken korma stuck to a pan. I burn it all, I burn the rice. My girlfriend's gonna kill me. Dinner is served, honey. Next time you can do dinner, sweetheart. That was beautiful. Yeah, wasn't it, Justin? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, you can't cook. Oh. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's my point on that. How the fuck did it get from that? I like was talking about the tape mod and going like, yeah, no, I feel like so pressurised in this all the time. You were talking about someone doing up, stitching your coat and I instantly said Nick because whenever you talk about any of your friends, the first person that comes into my head is always Nick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just association. He's a character. He's a lovely yeah. bloke. I think we should send that to him. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell him to listen to this one. <laughs> He'll love it. He won't be happy though because he... Uh, I once, when we were living in university together, I did actually nick his chicken korma in a can because I couldn't actually afford anything <laughs> at the time. He was well miffed because he almost, he was almost angry, not because I'd just done it, but he was actually almost angry because he had he, he couldn't cook anything else. Because <laughs> I've got korma in a can, I can't do anything else. I'm just going to have to live on crisps for the rest of the night. <laughs> do you want to play Mario Kart? Fair enough. Yeah, no. Right, should, we, should we roll the tiles? We're back on. Yeah. Right. Okay. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you can tell how wacky this podcast is. <laughs> we don't know what's gonna happen. 
We never know what we're going to do. Better do. We're so wacky. I saw an advert for a podcast, and it was literally like, two guys, they just sit and talk shit with each other, and they don't know what they're doing. And I was like, oh, fuck. It's just me and James. It's bad. It's just us. But it's bad. But it's like it's one of those ones when when we sit there and write like the Facebook posts and things like that. I'm always like, I don't know what else to say. I, if I'm being honest, I'll just go, here's some more shit. Enjoy it. Yeah. But yeah. but even that comes across as being like, we're shit. Wait. No, yeah. we, we are shit. Like we're t- yeah. We're just, we're like, shit. like we're doing it tongue in cheek. Like oh no, yeah, we're, we're shit. Not. But are we? Like no. no, we are. We are like just we're just chatting. But then that's the whole premise of podcasts. That's why everybody wants to do one. Because, hey, it's just it's just two guys chatting about absolute nonsense. What did you do this week? Oh, really? Boring. What did you do this week? Boring. Well, tune in next week. Make sure you subscribe. Yeah. Oh. When was the last time we asked people to subscribe? <laughs> <laughs> can you subscribe? Yeah. Is that how it works? Yeah, you can subscribe to us on Spotify. Yeah. And Anchor. See, it's almost annoying me Google that we're even Apple, talking about it like this. I don't know. Yeah. I say, like, it's one of those ones where we just put it up and go, ah, if you enjoy it, well done you. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. more for you in certain respects. Yeah, I mean, I'm not proud. <laughs> <laughs> like, but, yeah. yeah, when someone's like, you do a podcast, I'm like, yeah. Yeah. And it's really weird because I sound like a wank. I, I almost, I, I, don't get me wrong. I am happy to be chatting to you and I'm, had, I'm glad we've got this format, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a nice thing for us just for... It's almost for us, right? Let's be real. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, it's, I, it's just nice to sit down and talk shit. Oh, if you enjoy this, I'm so grateful. But it is for us. We are chatting, just having a conversation. If someone finds it interesting, fine. No, that's true. But like every time I say to somebody, like, yeah, no. So what are you doing Saturday? So, yeah. Yeah, I've got a gig and I'm doing a podcast <laughs> in the afternoon. And I feel and like... You, you, almost, you almost sigh when you say podcast, don't yeah. you? It's, like, oh, it's a dirty word. Yeah, it's a dirty word. Like you've got some form of value to your time. I'll just be like, I've got an important meeting. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> what are you discussing? I've got to don't run know. a few errands. Yeah, yeah. not sure. What, what other words can we use for podcasts? I mean, that's probably like podcasts are becoming more and more popular, but at the same point, they're getting more and more opposition. Yeah, and it's I mean, too, it's, too it's many. How, it's how, I mean, that's how it works. Something becomes popular, people will oppose it. Um, and they I mean, do it themselves. <laughs> a lot of people I know don't don't like podcasts because most of the time it's just like we've said, two guys talking shit, and yeah. talking shit ends up talking opinion. Like last week, we got quite political, and I'm sure there's someone out there that will disagree with what we were saying. Yeah. So then we've just become that well they don't want to hear it yeah like you gotta be aware of that as well like i mean the, the thing is for an average listener if you go what would you rather listen to a podcast of two blokes chatting shit or would you want to go and talk with your mate because they're your mate and you have more trust you have more trust <laughs> I just you're right myself. mate I just yeah. shit myself a bit. you have more trust in your mate because you develop that friendship and you know you're going to get a more valuable conversation than listening to two fucks you have no connection with oh god Please keep listening. I think I've just completely destroyed us. No, you haven't. You've just explained every introvert's worst nightmare. Yeah. Why would we want to go and talk to people? Oh, so this is for all the introverts out there. No, I'm just... <laughs> do, 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 he can't cook chicken korma. <laughs> no, but I mean, like... I I don't like talking to people. Yeah. I do I do this because you asked me to. <laughs> and, and, You're yeah. welcome. Well, yeah. Might as well. Well, it's funny because uh, 
And let's be honest, they're all born out of the uh, COVID isolation period, aren't they? Yeah. They took a massive surge because we couldn't do yeah. anything apart from... Talk the only to way- each other online. Yeah, online. Ooh, you know. And now that we are back out in the world and that we're all ill, we're not thinking, oh, I'd love to hear some people because people have got loud since <laughs> we've come out. People have got loud since we've come back out of isolation. Yeah. It's yeah. like a child like that's just screaming the, after they've been like... It's the... Have you seen the episode of Rick and Morty, a season two, where they go and try and find other planets, and one of them, they're like, "Oh, it's perfect," and then the sun rises, and the sun is just a screaming face. It's just <laughs> like that. that's that's what that's what these podcasts are. Yeah, we've been in like our own echo chambers for about a year, and yeah. then suddenly it's like we've got a year plus the year we're in to just get it all out. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Going like, oh my god! Oh, I mean, it, does, it doesn't help that Back the world, that the world is fucking weird at the moment. It's anyway. already weird, but we're all shouting. Yeah, we're all shouting. We're all a bunch of fucking babies going. Ah! <laughs> like, the bills have gone up. The bills have gone up. They're coming over. Ah! <laughs> They're coming over. Oh, the ring of power is shit. Oh my god. <laughs> Have you seen Andor yet? I haven't. Ah! I have. Thought it was very good. Mandalorian season three's out, even though it made it look like it was never coming back, but now it is because all the rest of the other stuff is shit. Ah! Have you watched the first episode of season three? No, I haven't yet. You should. Yeah, I might do. I started watching Andor. It's a fucking filler episode. At my, at oh, is most. it? It is. Yeah, but they 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 will have to. They're 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 clearly they like you said. End of season two, they kind of had an ending, yeah. and then they've gone. Actually, there's more to tell. But they don't know what they're telling yet. Yeah. So, so they had to they have to lay that ground again. So, I mean, it's the equivalent of Disney bringing back Shaky Handman from uh, Banzai. Do you ever see Shaky Handman? No. So basically, Shaky Handman was a guy who would go up uh, to like red carpets for film premieres, for example, of that week. Right. And he'd meet a celebrity, and he would try and see how long he could shake their hand for before the hand <laughs> connection broke. Yep. And that's what it's like. It's like, how long can I keep a, an audience see, member in when I've well, got yeah, no. nothing to offer? See, the thing is, like, Star Wars is... You know how everyone has their their comfort yeah. series, film, or anything like that? That's what Star Wars is for me. I, I completely accept his shit. Yeah. And there's so many plot holes and all that kind of crap. So I won't ever sit there and go, if someone's like, it's shit, I'm not going to be like, no, it's great. This is the reason. No. Yeah. You, feel free to think it's shit. But I'll still watch it because that's when I'm just I I can I don't Switch have to, off. I don't have to think about anything. Right, exactly. But the, the like the the first episode of season three of The Mandalorian, it's mostly just here's this from this other film or this other TV show. Yeah. Look how interconnected it is, and I'm like, well, I get all the references, but yeah. like loads of people have complained that you're about to fart again, aren't no, you? No, no, hang on, I'll let you know. Da 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 da. I didn't turn it on. I was like, didn't need to. <laughs> um, um, so yeah, I think also I'm falling out of the Star Wars uh, fandom. Like I'm just falling out of it, and I I was very avid, and no, I, I think I think I don't know. I I think I I blew my hype beans, like like you know when the trailer for like Force Awakens came out, yeah, and you're like holy shit, this is going to be... in. This is the dream. That's what it felt like. It was pitching the dream film. 
See, I the want... trailers were like, I mean, the anticipation for. I, I was, I was always going to watch them, but the, like the entire sequel trilogy, even Force Awakens, none of them got me like, oh my god, I'm really hyped. Whereas watching the trailer for Rogue One made me go, this feels like it's Star Wars. Yeah. yeah. Whereas the sequel trilogy to me never fully felt like Star Wars. So I was like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm into it. Yeah. Um, I can watch it and all that lot. And lots of people that started, especially with The Last Jedi, turning around and going, no, it's not right. Yeah, all that stuff. I was like, well, no, they're just taking it in a different direction. That, that's, that's, that's it. They are like, no matter how much people want to shit on Ryan Johnson, he did a fantastic job of expanding the, uh, the universe. What then didn't happen was he should have been allowed to continue it. And if it fucked, no, but if it fucked it more, then yeah. you can squarely go, there's that's the pinpoint moment Ryan yeah. Johnson fucked Star Wars but they gave it back to J.J. Abrams who is tried to correct it which makes it what, look worse what, no but what's correcting that's the problem like he didn't just try to correct stuff he ju- he almost just cut stuff that well, didn't to, need no, no, to no, be no, cut no. We'll, we'll go, yeah I know what you're saying but at the same time Ryan Johnson did uh, kill any suggestion of clean narrative he did yeah Snoke Gone. Oh yeah, the, like, the, the number Snoke one. thing was weird. Uh the fact that uh what was it? Fucking like uh was wasn't there like there was like a complete character change in um what's his name? General Hux. Like already more absurd and more goofy than when actually he was a little bit like a Nazi officer in number seven. Yeah, but they made him even more goofy. In the that last whole one. sequence with the bloody casino and the animals is one of the worst that, that, things I, oh, ever. Oh, I'm that. Yeah, no. What? what and I, the characters, like John Boyega's character, Finn, changed. Changed. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but like the way he was set up, I was like, I'm ready to follow this guy to the grave after yeah. seven. Yeah, fair and then suddenly he became like a. He met someone. They've released a load of animals on a casino planet and it just became goofy. The way they got rid of bloody Chrome Trooper uh, Game of Thrones person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got, that, that wasn't a thing. And then the, I think it m- missed the humour a bit. It was almost like a... Yeah. It, well, missed yeah, some of the I, angles I, I of fe- it. I felt like Force Awakens missed the humour as well. No. Yeah. No, I thought it was pretty good. I nah. thought it was just about on point. It, BB-8, when they was communicating with Finn, it had the light. That, uh, that, that was. That sequ- that's like, yeah. It, it, had, it seemed to have the, the Disney Marvel effect of let's throw humour in where it's not always. Yeah. Like, can, well, no, because Star Wars isn't know. well known for its fucking humour. Uh, is it? Uh, no, it's not. You don't go in and you go, oh my God, do you want to see a great comedy? Go watch Star Wars. But it has all the, the bits that... It sits in between nicely well, so that it resets the like mood. The, say, no, but say like the, the humour in the original trilogy is a lot of it is based between Han and Chewie. Han in, and Chewie. In us not knowing what Chewie's saying and Han's responses yeah. to it. R2-D2. Yeah. C-3PO. But, but again, between them, it's not so overt and in your face. No, no, I get um, that. And the same, like the prequel trilogy is not, not funny. There's not really... No, there was there was things that I could forgive it for. That I'm not I'm not ever laughing. Like, <laughs> did you see what no. Kylo Ren said? But no, but that's why the sequel trilogy try seems to try to be a lot funnier. Yeah, well, I think Force Awakens had the right amount and just about teetered where I didn't get bothered by it. I was like, okay, that I get yeah, it. Fair enough. But when it came to Ryan Johnson, suddenly it was like, oh, like Ray and Kylo Ren can see each other. And they're like, put a top on for God's sake. I'm like, 
I'm like, hang on a minute. You're, you, what you did there is you just went with a completely new concept you're bringing with the Star Wars universe and you come in with a joke. You let it, let the concept settle first and then you can start doing jokes maybe later. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like Ray sitting there cross-legged and floating because she can and sitting there and then suddenly she just goes, <laughs> my back's hurting. And it's like, bloody hell, you're floating and you're cracking a joke. Like, give me a chance to adjust with whatever mad Mary Sue action you've got going on there, please. That's all I'm saying. What What is it with the whole Mary Sue thing? Because she has no progression or arc in her character to justify her powers. As a narrative telling. It's not about the character of what she is and who did, she's supposed to be. Did Luke? Yes, he fell. He fell first and suffered. Ray didn't suffer at all. She conquers everything. She is completely. Um, she doesn't did, have the arc she, of suffering she, and, then win, become, and then becomes and then becomes heroic. Did she hero. win her first fight with Kylo Ren through circumstance or through skill? Did she injure herself? Did she lose a hand? Did she come from? She has no. Did she win through skill or circumstance? Simple question. Circumstance. Okay. And then the training that happens with Luke, how long does that go on for? Not very long. How do you know? Huh? How do you know? Because the timeline suggests that everything is moving as it goes. It's not suggesting three months later, four months later, six months later. Because remember, Force Awakens ends. And and Last Jedi begins straight away. It begins straight away. And then move on to Rise of Skywalker. Yep. How long's passed? How long's passed? Between uh, those two. Well, it can't have been that long either. How do you know? Well, how long is it then? I don't know. Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. No, but I'm, 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 but, but sa- no, but I'm saying okay. that it's, it's not yeah. her character development. But, but because it there's is a period of time. Poor storytelling. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But that's, that's, that's my point. Is that Ray could have been done so much better had they shown more aspects of failing. Right. Like Luke can't get the X-Wing out of the fucking swamp. Yeah. He's flipping. He's conflicting. He loses the first fight to such horrible circumstances that when he comes into Return of the Jedi, you are on board. It's about the idea of the the main protagonist suffering so that you're with them and you're like, oh, come on, buddy. You can get up. You can get up. You can do it. So that when that payoff happens, you are 100% behind the character. I wasn't behind Ray because nothing genuinely happened to her that made me follow her character and believe that she is the force of the universe that she's trying to be portrayed See, as. It's interesting because for me, all three protagonists of the of each trilogy, mm-hmm. I feel they 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 jump. There there isn't enough development on each one. I I I gen- like I remember what the first time watching the original trilogy and being mm-hmm. like. Shut up, Luke. Like, oh yeah, there's, I, there's I, a bit but, of that. Well, no, but it was just like, especially. So yeah, he loses to Vader, but he he leaves Yoda in Empire very quickly. Going, nah, I'm going to take down Vader. He's a cunt. I'm going to help my friends, um, and thinks that he can take on Vader and all that kind of crap. Loses, and that's his fault. He's a bit of a whiny bitch about it. Um, but then at the start of start of Return of the Jedi, he turns up at Jabba's palace, and he's like. I'm a fucking Jedi. Don't fucking touch me. And I'm like, no, I've seen this before. You were like that in Empire. You're going to loot. No, he doesn't. 
Kicks the shit no, out of a rancor. But at least there is a... Yeah, no, no, I, I get that. And do you know what? I, I understand this. I'm not saying it's the perfect character arc. No. But what it does do... You've got to bear in mind as well that he was a farm boy. He was like, I'm going to Tasha Station to pick up some pelican food. Yeah. He's a whiny little bitch. He suffers unto the sand people. Yeah. All right? Yeah. He's seen Uncle Owen and Aunt Veru's like, burnt skeletons and realises there's nothing here. He has to go on the journey and almost learn and fall constantly. Yep. Empire, he's like... I mean, he he fucking falls in the snow, gets fucked, right? And then Han Solo goes, oh, I'm going to put you into a spaghetti stomach. In the, yeah, yeah. All yep. that, right? Yeah, yeah. Puts in there, falls. Yeah. His snow speeder crashes. Yeah. Then he has to go... And it, he does take the eighty eighty down, but then he has to go on a different version. Then he has to go and, like, learn about who... He is. Ray just goes, I'm struggling a bit so, and I don't know who I am. So Ray, for the first like 18 years of her life, lived a nice, easy life, didn't have to learn how to do anything. It's not even that. It's like there's no... Well, you st- no, because you were like, he, he's a little farm boy, all that. Like, she's fucking orphaned and living in the middle of a desert on her own, having to cover the stuff. There's got to be some kind of build-up in that so she's already at a decent point but when she, she had, fucks off. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. But even in The Force Awakens, there was something that went, okay, I, I get it. It, it was the setup because Force Awakens was the platform for all the characters to breed in oh, the yeah, next few yeah. films, right? Yeah. And then what ended up happening, it, it was like, oh, apparently Ray's not part of anything. There's no lineage. So you already killed the main thing that... Like, well, no, that, that I, I liked... I like the idea of her not being part of any lineage. No, I, I that get... needed to happen. Okay. And JJ fucked that. Well, that's what I'm saying. So, like, there's no... But but everything else otherwise, she's introducing new concepts of the Force, which, quite frankly, are not... They're not built up. So, this is, this is where I think you and I will have that disagreement. Because... But I... Actually, no, I'll probably still agree with you a little bit on this one. They're not new concepts... To the force, if you know anything outside of the films, okay, and that's okay. and that's that's the problem right. when the films start introducing things as though there is already context to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I completely get why that is annoying as fuck. Right, right. No, no, I get that. Okay, so these might have existed in things like Clone Wars, Wars, for yeah, example. Yeah, yeah. Right, I get that. Yeah. But it's still, if it's about filmmaking, it's about telling a story and the arc of the protagonist, the arc of the villain, the arc of where the story goes, and the allowing the story to breathe in and out most people who or most protagonists that you see in films if you really follow them they have to struggle before they get to the apex yeah, yeah, right yeah. and i just think that ray didn't have any of that she didn't she didn't have any struggle that a i was convinced by and i don't think there was there's not really much that made me go i, I felt a disconnect almost i mean that's what it was like cut to the sequel trilogy Anakin Skywalker starts off as a whiny little bitch and ends up as a whiny little bitch. Yeah. Killed, kills kids. Killed Tusken Raiders or whatever. Yeah. Did he need to? No, but what I will say is that he's, he's left his mum. He goes on this thing. Very much how I like Luke goes. Goes on a completely different route. I know that's what Ray does as well. Hang on. Hear me out. <laughs> right? Again, it's all the same shit, isn't it? Let's be yeah. honest. But... The fact is, is that his mum does die, like, in his arms. He's got Obi-Wan Kenobi. Who gives a shit? Yeah, but then he's never had that father figure, so that's why he ends up sort of, like, going completely against his 
his his teachings and then there's that struggle between the two in terms of like the connection the master the apprentice the tutoring what is the student like i'm going to go against it and then it just falls like and yeah he does end up killing kids and you know when he <laughs> when he has that child tantrum like i slaughtered them like animals i <laughs> hate them <laughs> and then it's like padme's like yeah, yeah, yeah you're a cool guy i'm still gonna marry you uh, yeah no it's it, it's it's when when, Obi, when Obi-Wan's like I saw him killing kids and she's like he wouldn't do that yeah, cut so. back to Attack the Clones I killed the children too yeah yeah <laughs> exactly right <laughs> and Obi-Wan's supposed to be like a big ass Jedi like what do you mean you didn't see that happening Yoda went I felt something really bad and Obi-Wan's just like no oh, I'm not sure anyway do you want a tomato and cheese croissant from Pratt like he just didn't feel anything. Apparently, Anakin was all right. You leave Obi Wan alone. Yeah, but it was great, the idea of like the that greatest character. Yeah. In ever, in anything. Oh, okay, really? Yeah. 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 I think if they sort of took out the last, his last chapter, I would have agreed with you. What do you mean? His last chapter. It's pretty good. He sets Luke up. Can't even set himself up by the looks of it at all. He's old. He's old. Yeah. But Ben Kenobi, the older Ben Kenobi, and the, yeah. he still did pretty well. Wait, what do you mean last chapter? I thought that's what you're talking about. Oh, no, not New Hope. No, which, which one are you talking about? I'm talking about the one in between. What, the Kenobi series? Yes. He's all right. Yeah. He beat Vader. Yeah. And Vader's like, look at me, I've got the high ground now. And everyone's like, yeah, fuck that, mate. But you. Yeah. Yeah. But all he could do was just harvest meat. Sorry. And nick it. Yeah. And then suddenly he's lifting boulders. No, not suddenly. Like, both me and Danny were like, we got to episode three or four and we're like, bored, come on. Can yeah. he start being Can he start being Obi-Wan Kenobi again, please? Yeah. So it's not suddenly. He very slowly got there. And too slowly. He should have, he should have, like... <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's the arc. Well, no, you, you, you just... It's the criticism of the arc. That's what I'm saying. Like, he yeah. started off slowly. It wasn't about him in the first few episodes either. It was like, okay... What's going to happen here? Well, it was, because he was stealing meat. Yeah. And feeding it to his space camel. Yeah. And I love the fact as well that, like, he needed to shoot that red gate, even though he could have just walked around it. Yeah, he could have, but... Yeah. Uh, oh, anyway. Yeah. But anyway, I, uh, Star Wars fans are creepy. Um, yeah, yeah. They are. Yeah. Like, that, we, we are. that May the 4th. Would you like to go to one of those American... Oh, absolutely <laughs> not. Oh no. God. Oh my god! I can't. I was part of it though when I first saw the Millennium Falcon for Force Awakens trailer. I was one of the way, like, and then I suddenly realised that, mate, we all were a little no. bit. Oh come on! I refuse to believe I you weren't fan a bit girl. excited. I'm not like you. You don't fan. No. Oh, no wonder. No, you've you literally. Get, we've had this discussion before. You're like, what would you do if you met Hans Zimmer? I'd be like, all right, how's it going? That must be quite. That's a bit upsetting, isn't it? Why? I feel quite sad that you don't get any sort of excitement out of anything. No, I do. I just don't go, Woo! Yeah, about but to get shit. that emotion at least once. No, I do. do but you? I don't sit there and scream like a little wiener about do you, it. Do you not? No. Not even if, like, Zimmer came on and went, like, I'm going to do time now. Oh, <laughs> oh, no. I'd be like, Can you do something different, please? What, in an auditorium? You could go, like, Can you do something different, please? Yes, there's. <laughs> please? <laughs> yeah. I paid sixty quid a ticket. Like uh, no, because honestly, when I any did requests and, when <laughs> I did go and see him, they didn't have time on the on the program. Right. So I was like, oh, it tells you what you're gonna get. Well, yeah, they in, yeah. 
Um, they have like a full program of, of everything that's going to be played. Um, and I was like, right, so either he's done a really nice thing here and he's not going to play his most famous piece because he's as bored of it as everyone should be, or he's going to do it as an encore. And uh, yeah, some people left when they read the program. And I was like, fuck's sake. And then there were That's some sad. people that were sat there. And as soon as he came back on and started playing time, they were like, oh my God, I have this one. I'm like, fuck, jeez. You've literally just listened to a whole fucking concert of fantastic music and not batted a fucking eyelid. Get fucked. <laughs> there you go. It's amazing how much you almost displayed the equivalent of what one of those fashion people would do if they had those cauliflower dresses. <laughs> You literally just displayed it then. Oh, fuck you. If you're going to be here for the Prada and you're not going to be here for the cauliflower on top of one's head. No, you fucking tell me that Interstellar isn't great. The soundtrack. I'm not saying it's not. Or Man of Steel. But I'm sa- or fucking the Dark Knight trilogy. But it's the or same. Or Pirates. It's the same behaviour is what I'm saying. I'm, I agree with you, but it's funny how we are very, <laughs> we, you know, this is what the beauty about being a human being is, or at least the beauty of... <laughs> Comedy, <laughs> Quark, cough, is that you've got to point out well, all the I things that are wrong with the world and humans whilst also simultaneously displaying that you're the biggest hypocrite as well. Oh, yeah. That's what it is. I ain't no hypocrite. I'm just, I'm just staying fact. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I'm going to go and uh, I'm going to go to a gig very soon. Uh, Wait, who are you going to see? Brown Wood? Yeah. Oh, well, after their seventh album, Woodworm, yeah. um, I don't think they've released a better album since the previous six. Oh, um, okay. No, I think I am going to the first Brixton gig that's going to be opened since the, obviously the massive inquiry they've had. Ah, right. yeah. what, what are you going to go see? Who are you, who are you seeing? <laughs> Little Biscuit! <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah. I'm going to say shit. I'm hoping about it. I, I don't care. I don't care. Do you remember when I had that chat with you yesterday about like the fact that I I need to change my Oh and you slagged off like every single uh, band that ever existed, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know. And you were like, I'm my band's better. No, no, I, I never said that. Yeah, you were I've like never my said band my is band's better than better. any band that has ever existed. No, what I've done is I've used words to probably convey that message. That's all I have. I've never said my band's better. I've just very manipulatively <laughs> used words where I've just suggested that. No. No, I've just been like I've been un I've been unfair on some people and some bands and stuff like that, right? And I realised that Could you give us a sample of what you said? Um I don't know. I mean, I still hold the idea I don't like shorts okay. in bands and I don't like static, just when people playing there were doing shredding solos over Blink-182 numbers or uh, getting a cordless mic and screaming Summer of 69 into one's face. I mean... I will bear, make an bear exception. Mind, but bear in mind, we are gonna, we're going to play a gig together this year. Yeah, I know. One-off gig. Yeah. And I'm just taking notes of how I need to be dressed and how I need to act on the stage. Hey, all I'm saying is just, just don't... No, drummers can wear shorts. I'd, you're behind the kit. I think drummers But your kit's like, like, like it's made from like Smith's Toy Store. It's like, is that the small? Fuck you, what, what that? It's small you as fuck. You can fuck, fuck Look off. It. Look at it. It's Smith's Toy Store. Look how big it is. How big is your oh, bass does drum? Does it need to be big? Does it need to be big? Hide your shorts. Okay, that's fair. That's what I'm yeah, saying. No, that's the only yeah. thing. I'm not dissing the kit. Well, that's, look at fucking eighteen inch. Eighteen inches, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> six times bigger than you, Dick. Yeah. Six times bigger. Oh yeah, nice. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Do you see me trying to work out the division <laughs> yeah, there? I know, right? I'm like, 
six lots of my... Oh, I see. <laughs> yeah. You think it's that, do you? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I've no, heard. No, no, like, drummers can wear shorts because you've got to move your legs a bit. Drummers should never wear shorts. Do you not think? No. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, there you go, then. Well, you share the same opinion that shorts should probably be out of the back. All I say is shorts, and if you're going to do cordless mics, make sure that you check that the person who's come in for their first pint and just wants to let everything escape their hard week... Do not scream Summer of 69 into their face at 9 o'clock before someone's had the sip of their first pint. Read the room, put your cap on the right way, and <laughs> have a word with yourself. I'm not bitter. No, I, do you know I what I love, actually? I've just realised yeah, what's I know, happened. You've just done it. I've, just said, I've, stopped, <laughs> I've stopped doing it, and I've just gone into it. Yep. Dickhead. <laughs> Dickhead. Oh, it really didn't take much either. I just asked you to sample it, and all you had to do was just get a little yeah, bit Yeah, and it's just come out of me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologise for the past minute. Because at the end of the day, it's, it's pub covers. Like, why, why should there even be that kind of conversation where, like, you're trying to sit on top of a tiny little molehill, a local molehill? Like, what value is that going to bring? You know? know. Um, so I'm trying to restrict that. And also... Yeah, the sound's gone yeah, weird. Yeah, sound's gone It's done weird. like a... Ooh, but obviously when... Yeah. I think, oh, hang on. So I'm just going to do a little bit of a tweak. I want to see if this works. Because it's gone very echoey in our ears. But it is no longer echoey. Yeah, that's better. Maybe. Yeah, we're good? Yeah, cool. So. Where was I? <laughs> that was violent. Yeah. Um, wow, it smells. What? Did you just say that? What? I swear you went ventriloquist dummy then. Just going, ah, oh, it smells. No, I, I said it. Oh, you did? I did say, oh, it smells. Goes, oh, it smells. Hello. Couldn't even see it. Hello. That is great. Yeah. Are we recording? Yeah. Oh, Christ. <laughs> right, cut this bit out. No. Um, all right. So, I'm trying to, like, I'm I'm a lot more, like... I'm oh, you're not dissing bands anymore. I'm trying not to, because I realise it's, it's about as pathetic as anything else to try and be, have these opinions about other bands, which, quite frankly, it's just a pub covers band. It's there to function, and it's a tiny little molehill in comparison to the mountains that exist in music, right? So why try and be a king of a molehill? What's the point? Just relax. Let everyone do their thing. That's cool. You're doing that? Fine. Cool. Just fine. And I'm trying to do the same thing with music in general. So within Biscuit, yeah. I know how... I know everything that about them that's shit. I get okay. it. Yeah. But I just want to fucking rock and donk out and they've still got the right people and... Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, that's like when I come and see you guys. I fucking I love the energy and enthusiasm that three of you put into it. Yeah, and then there's you. Yeah, um, exactly. But I will never say that because no. that's really dicky of me. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it'd be really shit of me to walk up to like the rest of the band and be like, "You guys are great," and then just look you up and down and walk away. Like, you could do that though, but what I would say is I go, I'll go like, oh. You know, why? What do you do, mate? Yeah, I drums. yeah, exactly. You play the drums. drums. Yeah, with your eighteen-incher. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> yeah, you know, doing all that. But this is what I'm saying. Like, hang on, hang on. What? What? No. Am I doing doing what? Doing yeah. Yeah, you know Jewish folk music. That's that's what I play. That's what you play, don't you? Hundred percent play Jewish folk music. Yeah, exactly. Um. No, like, <laughs> you, it, but I'm trying to be like sort of like nice about it. And I saw Limp Biscuit do a live thing. And do you know how they sort of 
dress up now. Like, you remember, like... <laughs> yeah, I saw Fred Durst dressed as a twat. Yeah, dressed as a dad. Yeah. That's what he's doing. He, he has a boiler suit and he's got a blonde moustache and blonde long yeah. hair, twisted back cap. And apparently, I'll, be, I'll clarify this when I see them, but apparently there's just an armchair in the middle of the stage that he just sits there and he has a can of beer. Fantastic. I love the fact they're very settled into the fact that they are the new dad rock. Whereas Metallica are trying to pretend <laughs> that they're not dad it. rock. Yeah. <laughs> they're trying to pretend they're not dad rock and they are so dad rock now that it gets a little bit like oh jesus dude like yeah. relax you know you can't do it anymore i mean not not saying pack it in because hey you do what you need to do people still love you people still love your music but phew, i don't know there should be an armchair on that stage that's all i'm saying well i heard a fact yesterday that apparently um this was back in the 90s status quo tried suing radio one because radio one didn't play their new single yeah and radio one turned around and went yeah it's because it doesn't fit our demographic and i'll be like it's a bit up your own ass to sue a radio station for not playing your track oh mate um francis rossi who's front man of status quo yeah dad loves status quo like but like he loved them like back in the day before they became rocking everywhere. Yeah, yeah and they were just a straight up like rock band blues fast rock band right yeah and they had a good job they had a really good pulse so very much like acdc they had that kind of like dun, 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 yeah, dun, yeah, yeah like you know proper rock and roll and they went to see them uh like i think in the early 2000s so this is when rick parfit was still alive francis rossi and whatnot and uh dad got really drunk with his friends and he was like right down the front and everyone was there just doing whatever but he was jumping about and apparently he kept asking them to play a specific b-side <laughs> like about 10 times <laughs> through three songs yes he went play the blender and it got to a point where by the 10th time he'd said it after the third song francis rossi told him to fuck off <laughs> right yeah no fuck off you cunt like that or, or something like that i mean you probably say it better than me but so yeah i that's funny as fuck it doesn't seem like he would it seems like he'd sue radio one yeah, completely different vibe in terms of band but i went to go see elbow like Shit, it must have been like 12 years ago. I, I would have seen them about the same time. Yeah. Was it been on the... Um, oh, build, build a rocket for Yeah, it was on that, that one. That yeah. Tour. yeah, yeah. What, well, O2? No, no, I saw them in Nottingham. Oh, right, because on that tour, I saw them twice in one weekend, Coachella and the O2. Nice. So we would have seen the same show. Yeah, go yeah. on. And um, there, was a, there was a guy right at the front that kept shouting, Play Starlings! Play style over and he kept doing it throughout. And Guy Garvey kept instead of being like a dickhead to him about it, it was just like, just wait, you sir, wait, it will happen. Don't worry, you wait. and he did this all the way through. And he got to the he got like right near to the end of the track and he went, Oh, the song. And he was like, Right now, guys, we've got someone in the audience that has been desperately asking for a song. And he looked the guy in the eyes and he went, Nope. Stuck two fingers up and they started another song. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> I was like, that's that's a, I think that's quite a cool way of handling Guy, it. Guy Garvey's good. Yeah, I really like him. I'm I'm if there's one thing I'm saying I'm not the I'm not the biggest fan of Elbow's music, but I one thing I do appreciate when he plays live is it it does it it does feel like um he has this sort of front man performance that's a little bit like a pub local. Yeah. Like he's had a few drinks, he stumbles about a bit. But he'll tell you his story through his music and yeah. he'll, he'll have you listening. I think 
Elbow are one of the bands where I can say I think they craft their music really well. Yeah, they I, know what they do. Like I've got, I, and I think a lot of musicians do this. When you listen to music, you deconstruct it straight away. Yeah. Um, and I'm always fascinated by how music is made, how it's pieced together. Mm. Um, so when you hear me complaining about a piece of music, it's generally because someone's gone, this is so fucking intricate and amazing. And I'm like, it's really not. It's yeah. It's it's bread and butter. It's a, it's a nice enough song, but please don't sit there and make it out to be something that's not. Something like Build a Rocket Boys as a track. Mm. First listening, you're like, relatively simple idea here. And then you listen to the harmonies mm-hmm. properly, and you go like, fuck these these harmonies are genius. They're really well crafted, it's and co- they sit there and, and and they just subtly rise and fall so well. And his vocal line over the top just works. It's generally not a song that i would sit there and go ah i really like this kind of music but the way they built that track fucking love it well then that's this composition isn't it it's the idea of taking it from one small thing and then making it grow as the music goes on yeah they're very good at it i mean and you know i i will say this about elbow as well is that i've i've never seen a band make an arena show as intimate as they did yeah yeah like like you're in the living room did they open up the yeah, the piano bar. Uh, he opened up his. Mm. He opened up his. Um... No, I ain't got it. No, 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 no. I know. I was just telling you about. <laughs> <laughs> You're eating your own shit now, aren't you? Oh my god! You know, like when you get the uh, chicken. Um, do you remember used to, like there was a point where like shaking chicken in a bag. Yeah. Oh, and then you open it, and it it smells like sick. <laughs> That's just that's what your, happened. That's there. your fault. I've just shook my chicken. Did you did you ever have that with popcorn as well? You know the microwave popcorn? Oh, yeah. You, as you open it and you're like, ooh, steam, and all the steam hits you in the face and you're like, ugh. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Popcorn smells right. Yeah, but anyway, like the elbow, they had that intimate thing where obviously they had the piano in the centre of the yeah. arena and then everyone was around it. And again, like they know what they're doing. They're very good at like just creating that intimate outset. But also Guy Garvey is very much like his his my impression of him is like he's he he has like the stance of someone who's begging. Yes, like he walks around the stage. Yeah, he does that with his he, arm a lot. Yeah, he has yeah, like yeah. Duh, 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 and his yeah, yeah. his hands like always out, like he's waiting for change. Yeah. and he's got the microphone. He's like, duh, duh, and he's smiling. He's doing, yeah, that's that's kind of cool. Like, that's yeah. someone who's comfortable comfortable about what they're good at doing. Yeah, you know. Um, but yeah, like I, I don't know. Um, what was the, how do we get to this? <laughs> I don't know. You said something about wanting to sleep with Guy Garvey, so. Oh, yeah. Dad Rock and, and just like. Oh, yeah. General, like, yeah, like, yeah. Like Metallica are finished. <laughs> There's a lot of. They are finished. Oh, yeah. They're finished. Like Megadeth are finished as well. There's a lot of like. Sad. I looked at like Reading Festival lineup and I was like. I actually looked at it and went, this is the best lineup they've come up with and it's still not good. I mean, it depends what you what music you enjoy. Yeah. Doesn't it? Like all that. Yes, I know. But, but all it's showing is that the times are changing away from what. Oh, getting old and in and out. No, 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 no. It's more like because of the way everything works, but music works in a very cyclical, cyclical manner. Anyway, mm. we're on a rotation that is not part of where the, the heights that you enjoy of music. But also habits and the way that concerts are changing is also a but thing. But they're going Like think. if you if you look at say, go back. 15 years yeah. going to gigs. Then go back another 15 years. Mm. They were different. 
go back another 15 years, they were different. They will constantly evolve and change. I think it's changed probably more... I'm noticing more significant change now, though, than, let's say... Because you're still in the 90s, and compared to the 70s and 80s, you still had the basics... in the 70s and 80s? I've seen them. I've grown up on them. Like, listening to them and watching them. Okay, fair enough. But, like, the idea is, is that it's still the band, what they do, and crowd energy with the exclusion of certain technological advances. That's what I'm saying. Heads up, your farts made its way over here. Has it? Yeah. <laughs> it's good, isn't it? You're enjoying that, mate. Like I described yesterday, for someone who you doesn't eat... You won't have eat, to eat lunch now. Yeah, for someone who doesn't eat meat, it's a very meaty fart. Yeah, 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 exactly. Because <laughs> I'm working on my own meat. That's what I'm saying. Like, that is what it is. Dick. Huh? What? I'm what? I said sucking your own dick. No. Working your own meat. Uh, it's my own meat is coming out of. Gross. Yeah. Well, you asked. You asked, you get. Yeah. Well, I'm saying like, you know, technological advancement and what is is, is definitely apparent. I know I'm going to go into that typical thing of like, phones, everyone's got their phone at a gig. Yeah, and, they do. And there's a sense of narcolepsy. It's like quite narcoleptic, like the whole kind of gig process now. It doesn't feel like there's... that f- For you, yeah, I get that. For people that are there, that's how they like to enjoy it now. Yeah, I just miss people having energy. Oh, you miss. Yeah, I do. I'm more I'm more I'm but more tied to the idea. Is it, is it more idea. just that you miss people having the energy that you experienced? It's a different type of energy. You're saying I, it's not a saturated effect. You're saying it's not mildly saturated. No, no, I'm I'm just I'm I'm just questioning what you're saying. I'm not trying okay. to say no, it's no, the no. other way. No, no, I'm no. not um, saying it definitely okay. is. I'm just questioning it. Yeah, I think... Okay, so with a lot of uh, bands that rec- like have a lot of energy in their music, right? Yeah. Often that's recipro- reciprocated by the crowd's yeah. movement and energy. Yeah, yeah. So that feeding of back, right? So um, I just think that there's th- there's almost less... I feel like there's less of it. it you can find it in some circumstances still, but... The way you can find crowd energy is often from oh, no, because I'm going to actually from bands that sort of encourage that energy. Anyway. So like heavy metal bands making circle pits and mosh pits and things like yeah, that, right? Yeah. But even they sort of died down a little bit, you know. Like there's just something that's like I don't know. Well, I mean, so there's a saturation. I think there's, there's it's more saturated now. I feel than it was, let's say, in any other decade of music. What? That's all I think. But I don't, I can't really articulate it. No, I get it. I mean, if you look at live performances, and let's take every 20, 30 years on yeah. it, go back to the 20s with live music, um, someone would would say that the crowd, the feeling in the crowd was uh, was electric, Was there was, there's, there's, yeah. this, there was this feeling, and everyone was sat down at tables um, watching a band. Cut to the 50s, you've got Elvis, and if you use the same electric kind of description uh people would have seats uh but yeah but they'd they'd be screaming they'd be shouting all that lot cut to the 70s and the 90s i think it actually 70s all the way through to late 90s stayed very similar yeah 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 yeah. and that's the bit that you're talking about and now we've gone on another 20 years yeah yeah, yeah. and it's different yes that's 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 how i would describe i think what you experience and what you know it's just part of the longest reign of that type of of the Fear. format of yeah, gig. Yeah, yeah format, and it's changing so. and it will keep changing. Go ahead another 20 years, it'll be something different. Everyone will be on fucking flying cars. I don't know. So have you never had this thing that I've had where you, you're more discouraged from going to see a gig than you have been previous? No. 
you've not even thought about the idea of like I'm not sure if the fucking I... idea of going to a gig terrifies me anyway yeah, and like, always has like, yeah always has don't I, I don't I hate the idea of being in the middle of a crowd I still go to gigs yeah, yeah, yeah. and I do enjoy myself in them maybe I'm oversaturated but, in how many t- times I've been to gigs because I went to so many well yeah that's, that's like, probably what it is that's well. it, like I'm not a specialist with gigs no, in comparison no. to you you know what you're talking about all I'm pointing out is what I have observed and and you look and like I said looking at history it changes yeah, yeah. and it will change and yeah. I think if we try like you will get bands that will be able to keep that feeling yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Because, oh yeah yeah of course because like, like say I went to fucking that postmodern jukebox gig yeah um, ages ago and we spoke about it but that was a sit down, listen to the music kind of jazz style gig, yeah. and yet you knew the audience were enjoying it. And I think it's at, at the end of the day, it's more the enjoyment the audience gets out of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. One of the things. So if if say you go to a fucking Lewis Capaldi gig, yeah. I've seen loads of of videos from people at Lewis Capaldi gigs recently, and they're all so bought into him as a person, mm. as well as him as a musician, which. You don't get that sometimes with if you go back to seventies to nineties in terms of the style. It's you're not buying into the person; you are buying into the brand of of the art and, and the artist and all that lot. And you're more there's a package that comes with it. You're more caring about the musician, yeah, if that yeah, makes yeah, sense, yeah. not the person. Whereas I think now, especially with solo artists, you have to have a whole load of baggage to actually get anywhere. Like everyone's going mental for Capaldi at the moment because he's a fun-loving guy, but he suffers from Tourette's. He had a Tourette's attack in the middle of a stadium gig a couple of weeks ago, but still carried on and all that kind of crap. And everyone's going for it with him. And mm. everyone was enjoying that gig and they were there, they were part of it and all that lot. But that's completely different to looking at some of the gigs that you'd be talking about. Uh, yeah, I, I think so. But then, I don't know. I saw like Eminem and... Marilyn Manson, they surely have the same kind of. Do they not have this? Is that not do the they, same mechanics? Do they open up in the same way? Is there is there that kind? Because say, maybe not Eminem, but Marilyn Manson. Marilyn Manson is the character. It's yes, the it's the act. It's, yes, I get uh, that. So, but and and is Lewis Capaldi the same thing? No, because it, it's it, one, one. Well, well, that's the thing. Is he is he an actor? Is he, or is is he, he is, yeah. yeah? Is he a? Uh, and so that's but that. But when you go to see, if you go to see Marilyn Manson, you're buying into the act. You yeah, know right, that. right. When you go to see Louis Capaldi, you don't know if you're buying into an act or you're yeah. buying into the real person. I'm sure, you buy into. Well, actually, no. Eminem, arguably, is Marshall Mathers, isn't it? Yeah. So it's it's the it is the alias. Yep. So it's all about yeah, but then also like is that not sort of existent with like Ian Jury or like like any of those guys? Well, maybe oh, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Hey. There you go. Who Questioning knows? stuff. It's fun. Isn't it just? <laughs> anyway, I'm not going to another gig. You're not going to another gig? No, I am going to yeah, the Sealand no. Biscuit. Have <laughs> <laughs> we just yeah, put you off yeah, going yeah. to gigs all, yeah, brilliant. all together? I've been like, waiting to see them for a while. I don't want to do this now. I, don't want to do it. I just think like... Um, I mean, I'm, I'm going to go see Muse in June. Really? Yeah. Okay. Quite looking forward to it. Ever seen them? No, that's why I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, fair. I think once I've seen them, I will not see them again. I, th- I think you'll be right. I, I think, think you'll make that decision right there and then as well. That's generally how I feel about most bands, though. Yeah, I, I don't really want to see... I've, there's not many acts I'd like to see now. I'd almost be seeing them for specific purposes. Yeah. So, for instance, I want to see Judas Priest. Yeah. Because Rob Halford is insane on the vocals. And, yeah, he's not the same anymore, but it's almost like catching him while he's still here. 
yeah, that no, kind of that. thing. And also the band are quite good. But um, yeah, I've seen Muse a couple of times. And funnily enough, again, one last time I saw, I saw them on the uh, Absolution tour. Right, yeah. Like really back in the day, like in Earl's Court. I wish that venue was still open. I was like, sick. But again, it was when they were a three-piece and they were still a bit dirty on the guitars. We're trying to yeah. do a... We're talking about doing a doing song from back like in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and then that Black Holes and Revelations went a bit space rocky and then it started to become a conduct. It's a bit I, queen. I, yeah. There's it, a lot of queen. I I really like Black Holes and Revelations. Um, yeah, I think it was the last album I could get into though. Night of Sidonia was the... I remember... I remember... Because that was at the time where I'd be waking up at like six in the morning mm. to get ready for school. I put Channel 4 on yeah. and they had like an hours of music videos yeah. being played then. So that would be my MTV if, if if it's anything. But I remember I remember Black Holes or Night of Sidonia yeah, coming yeah, yeah. on. Um, just it was a cowboy sit- one, wasn't it? Yeah, just sitting yeah. down and listening to it and going, I'm going to go buy this album. Like it was that song that made me buy it. And then uh, I can't... Um, it's not Super Massive Black Hole because that's the wank one. I don't like that one. Um... I now can't remember the name of the song, but Map like, of the Problematic. Yeah, that's yeah. my fucking favorite. It's one of song. my favorites because you know what it reminded it. me of. It reminded me of Metroid Prime. Ah, it just had a yeah. real feel of like Metroid Prime in the ice level. Yeah, it had that kind of glacier yeah. style kind of piano. I would love like. to do that song at some point, but I'd never do it live because I don't think it would come across. No, no, no. It's difficult. Yeah. And, and 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 the thing is though is that I was really into it as well. Like I. I really liked the album, but I knew very quickly with where it was going that I this will probably be the last album I'm into. Yeah, because the next one had Uprising on it, didn't it? And that's yeah. that's when it got they got they queen. got commercial. Yeah, very Queen, but they were suddenly a lot more popular within the mainstream. Yeah, if yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Because that song didn't die. I mm. remember that song came out near just before I went to uni. I don't and like. And it was still there by the time I was finishing first year. And do you know what? Actually, their styles of songwriting changed as well for me. Yeah. So, like, I quite like the fact that what they were talking about in, like, Absolution period wasn't all about political conspiracy. Yeah. What they do now is they'll say something like, the satellites watch over your head and yeah. 9-11, nobody was dead. And <laughs> so come on! And then they, they, they intersperse their political kind of conspiracy theories with sexy lyrics. I don't like that. Yeah. So it's like, it's like yeah, yeah. So take your knickers off as UFOs in the sky and I've just it- made a fucking pie and uh, get your clutch out. Like, you know, it's like, do you see what I mean? Like, it's, it's yeah. a bit, it's a bit, I find it quite lazy. I... They or wrote proper songs back in the days uh, where, where it's a little bit more sub... Songs. No, proper subtext. Like, you had to think about what they were talking about. I, I do enjoy that they, they... They became quite well-known for jumping between having this... Um, what is it? This kind of very dirty electric sound. Mm. And then there was suddenly this nice classic piano. Like, t- take um, Butterflies and Hurricanes. Yeah. Kind of thing. And they kind of tried to do it in later later albums. Yeah. And it just didn't work half as well. It uh-huh. just didn't make as much sense to yeah. it. And it was one of those ones where I think they just went, oh, we, we're known for doing this, so let's do it. Yeah. And chuck it in. But it worked before. It doesn't... 
doesn't work half as much now. Well, it's funny because, like, you you know, when you think about bands transitioning, like, from their musical styles and they grow as they get older, like, yeah, so yeah. for instance, Kings of Leon changed almost into U2 almost yeah. a little bit. Muse had that space rock. Yep. Um, Slipknot have just got worse. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, everyone has their path. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, but... One band that in particular that I think is like managed to do it and still retain their fan base like yeah. on a v- more often than others. It's Radiohead. Yes, Radiohead. Radiohead are just different. They hit different each time. They do, but they have like a. It almost. Um, I, I I can't describe it, but they almost they they retain Radiohead. Right, they retain yeah. what their music is about. Well, that's like it's it's one of those weird ones where, you, as a band, if you've been around as long enough, say take Chili Peppers, mm. they they're a really good band for this as an example. Where yeah. anyone that liked early Chili Peppers does not like them now. Yeah, they they Stadium like, Arcadium was a bow. That's it. That's yeah, it they they me. all go Stadium Arcadium is the one that Californication was the last great album, like full album. There you go, um, because they subscribe to the idea that as you grow, you must progress and change. Whereas if you take other bands, and I can't think of any off the top of my head here, so I could be wrong here, but there will be other bands that will subscribe to Don't Change, Keep Whatever You Do. Yeah. And people still don't like them for that. Radiohead got it just right, where they kept what was the soul of, of their sound, mm. but they still change album and album, yeah. which is nice. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know that um, you were talking about like... Uh like the change in a, a band there. Yeah. Weren't you, right? So yes. so you were saying they could either stay the same or how did you just define it then? So like they just changed their So they sound. They, they, they they evolve. Yeah. They evolve they ev- their sound as a move like Foo Fighters have done the same thing. I think there's there's a lot of similarities between Chili Peppers and Foo Fighters in terms of how they change Yeah. Album album by album. But I think there's almost a choice I think sometimes they make um I almost think there's not there's not a problem in changing the music per se, but it's the decision making behind every element that changes, right? Yeah. So, for instance, if you suddenly go more classic and four four, and your ideas aren't bro- like have the quality enough to make that change, yeah. that's one thing. Lyrically, like I said about Matt Bellamy and Muse, like I think he's written his greatest songs in the early days because there was a little bit more subtlety to them. Now yeah, it's yeah. a little bit on the, it's too on the nose, yep. and dancey almost. And it's like yeah, you could still keep your 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 sensibilities whilst changing your music. You see what I mean? Like yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Radiohead just they've kept the core of what they do right, yep. but they've changed the music within the yeah, way they put yeah. their art out. So, and I will say this: Kid A, absolute masterpiece. But we do know that they were listening to a lot of Acid at the time and a lot of Aphex Twin. Like it's a hunt. It's so apparent. But yeah. the beauty of it is the fact that they are still. They're still Radiohead, and it's you buy into every element, like yeah. where they go. You so know what? Were, what band do you think has had the biggest? We're one style, and then we, we we've gone in a completely different direction over the course of an album. Wow! What well, over what a one album? So they change. go they go from one album to the next. They they their release, next album they is just completely one, two or three albums, and then then they they go. You know what? We're gonna rebrand. Can you think? I've I've got two in my head that oh. I was like both. Both of them, I was like, you've just... The, the fans sit there and go, no, no, we'll defend this, it's great. And I was like, oh, no, it's not, it's fucking shit, mate. Stop. Yeah, that's a great question. So, There's... Um, I'm trying to think really carefully here because... 
you want to my two? You, give your two and that might spur The first mine. one, and one of the most obvious ones for me, was um, Mumford & Sons. They, oh. The first two albums, they were they were so pop country, all that kind of yeah. folk stuff. Look at me, I've got one bass drum. Yeah, look at them. And then when they released their third album, they released it with like this statement of we're, we're moving in a different direction, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. And I was like, okay, let's, let's have a listen. It was Killers. They, they had gone from being Mumford to playing Killers. Yeah, yeah, And this was, they were playing like fourth or fifth album Killers. Yeah. So it's like, no, why? They, they said they outgrew their instruments. They outgrew the style. And I was like, you've literally like shit all over what made you famous. Because yeah. they, they came But not they, in a good way. You, you, no. You've made poor decisions. Yeah, they came out and basically said that they, they didn't enjoy playing what they were playing and being the band that they were. It's like, okay, that's great, but don't expect the fans to follow it. Some fans did, some fans didn't, and look, they're nowhere to be seen. Yeah, yeah. Um, the other one, and I think the fandom for this would disagree with me, would be Arctic Monkeys. Yeah. Cause yeah, 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 definitely. They, they, they evolve each album. Yeah. They, they do change, but there was... I think it was between album four and five or three yes. and four, I can't remember, where, they, where Alex Turner realised that he can play piano. Yeah. And I remember listening to it going, he hasn't just realised he can play the piano. This is the first time he's ever set at a piano. And I yeah. was like, fuck, this, ooh, this isn't good. And then quite a few of my friends were big into Arctic Monkeys. They're like, I think it's the best album they've ever done. It, and it just, it shows how brave they are to come out and do something different. And There's I was nothing like, brave about no being a successful shit. band. <laughs> they, they were doing so well. They, 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 they had everything. They were doing so well with it and they could have carried on with that. Yeah. But n- no. It's weird. I have a few. Obviously, I think the most famous one, one of these is probably Kiss. Okay. When yeah. they went disco. Yep. Like that's a yeah, huge yeah, yeah. change and the fan base will always disagree because they love Kiss, but that was quite, an interesting I've got, move. I've got a few friends that are big into Kiss, so I can. Oh yeah, if you're into Kiss, you love Kiss. It's, this is one of those fun games that I like to play, where if, if who can having... basically piss off the most. Well, yeah, if, if the if the conversation's running dry, yeah. just say something like, "So Kiss went disco. That was shit, right?" Yeah, <laughs> and, and and then before you know it, you can't leave. Uh, yeah, but like, uh, I'd probably say, I did have a band in my head. Who was it? Um... Rockets. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, no, because Arctic Monkeys did that thing, didn't they? Because they their third album was with Josh Homme. Yeah. And you can tell that they were completely staying at his house, and yeah, like, yeah, he yeah. was feeding them riffs. Yeah. Because you know. Um, that that was the one that everyone fucking jumped on, didn't they? Well, yeah, everyone didn't like it. I quite liked it. Which, no. one's, the, which one's the third one? The one, the one where they're in the boat, and it's um. Oh, he had really long hair, and it was um, what the fuck was it called? Crying Lightning was the song. Do you ever see that? Probably. You are crying lightning, and how you hate the rainy days on icky afternoons. One, two, three. It was AM the third one. No. No, that. No, you missed out an album. Yeah, I did, didn't I? Favourite uh, favorite Worst Nightmare? Oh, that was no, the second. That's the second. So that's the one in between is Cry, t- Crying Lightning. Hang on. Hang Whatever on, album hang that on, was. Hang on. You might want to listen to that if you haven't heard it. Yeah. I'm just missing a fucking album. Produced by Josh Homme. And literally, that's kind of how it went. I'd say probably the Queens of the Stone Age album, actually, the one we did with Mark Ronson was quite a 
I fucking love that one. Don't say nasty things oh, about I it. I don't know. I fucking love it. Yeah. It's good. There's no, there's no darkness to it. We want to darkness of just me. No. Yeah, that's it's it. Good. That's it. Just it's good. Just follow Mark Ronson. Why are you listening to Queens of Stone Age? <laughs> like, you might as well do that. Oh, I can't. No. Right. The intro to Feet Don't Fail Me. It's good. a fucking beautiful intro. Not as good as like Clockwork. Like that intro to that album, that where he's talking about the fact that he died. And then came back to life. I don't give a shit about talking. I mean, the music, you dick. Yeah, the music's fucking deep and fucking, like, proper. <laughs> like, it makes you feel through the sludge. And, I'll feel through the and then everything else I went fair where the friends. I just want to have this nice... Oh, do like, you? This, just enjoy the dance of it all. Yeah. You, you, you're starting to sound like me when I was in the Tate Modern. <laughs> I just want a flower. I just want a nice thing. Just want to know the difference between a duck and a fridge. Yeah. <laughs> Just want to know that, that's all. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know. Band changes wise, people always talk about the famous Kiss one. Uh, they talk about Metallica. That was one of the biggest ones, the Black Album. Yeah, I mean, I, that's where I thought you'd be going. Well, people, it's one of the bigger ones. The I fact mean, that people were burning their CDs outside record stores and it genuinely caused uproar. I mean, that is quite big. I mean, that just sounds like someone's having a hissy fit for no reason, but whatever. Oh, I don't know. Burn the CD. I don't like the music you made. Boo, yeah. Boo. Yeah, yeah. Well, because it went from thrash metal to What's sort next? Of heavy burning now. books? Yeah, that's one of not it? Yeah, we've been burning <laughs> books for years. We, <laughs> the human race loves burning books. Yeah, we do, don't we? Yeah, that's what I mean. Tell you what, big one, Queen. Once Freddie Mercury left, changed. Yeah, changed. Yeah completely changed. Yeah. They brought Paul Rogers on, and that, that didn't quite work out. And then they got... Uh, they got Adam Lambert now. Adam Lambert. He wasn't bad. He yeah. does what he does. Yeah. But I, I don't think he should be called Queen. It's like, have you heard Pantera have reformed? No. They've gone under Pantera's name. Bear in mind, Vinnie, Paul, and Dimebag have passed away now. And they were... I mean, Phil is Phil Anselmo is Pantera in terms of his vocals, but yeah. you got Rex Harrison still. But like, it's not the same without the Abbott brothers. Mm, fair enough. And it's like they've got now they've got some guy from like uh, some metal band. They got Zach Wild on guitar, but they've gone out as Pantera, and everyone's like kicking off because they're like, "Why is it going under the name of Pantera? Like, this isn't Pantera." They own the brand, but they don't. Well, well Phil probably does, but then it's almost the ethical decision of it. Still owns the band. Yeah, I don't know. It's funny because none of the proceeds are going towards the Abbott brothers. Mm. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, it's one of those. Yeah. But yeah, hey, no, um, what, what? Say, on. say the worst happens and everyone in your band dies. Yeah. But you, you were desperate to carry on. You really wanted to carry on. I changed the name. You changed the name? Yeah, of course. I didn't decide the name in the first place. <laughs> What would you be? Like Skocket Rakes? Skocket, yeah. yeah. Um, Not Rocket Skates. Yeah. Pocket Bracers. Oh, I like it. Yeah, you know. Just fast shoes. Yeah. Well, was it, was it, someone said like, oh, what, you, what band are you from? Are you from uh, Rocket Slates? Slates? Slates. I've had Rocket Slates. I've had uh, Rocket um, Blades. I think Rocket so, Blades. Rocket Blades. Pocket blades, socket raids. See, what I like doing lots of the debt work is when people from the audience come up to me and like, what, what's your band's name? I'm like, I don't fucking know. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have to. We go, look at it. It's up there. <laughs> it's got a big sign. We've got a big sign. 
brilliant. I'm really tempted to get on my bass head mm. at the front. I'm not part of the band. Yeah. Just not, yeah. Yeah, do it. Quite nice. Do it for our one for August. No, then I would put I am part of the band. Well, I'd just get some gaffer tape and put not, not in front of it. I'm not a part of the band. Well, I'm just going to put a new helmet that said he's a twat and have an arrow. This isn't a gig that's going to happen, is it? Oh, it will. It's just going to be us fighting over your 18-inch bass drum. <laughs> you know, like it's just us we'll going to be like putting gaffer tape we'll on. Turn up. Yeah. And just be like we haven't learned any songs because Graham and James have just been dicks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just we decided to do an art installation bass. piece <laughs> about it's how just musicians just, always disagree with it's each just other. Us two fighting and Ollie playing a slow bass line over the top. If that was in the Tate, I'd go and see it. Yeah, right. I think that's quite good. Yeah. So we give them, we'll give them a call. Yeah, hang on. So where okay. they will tell us in a, a very artistic and professional way to fuck off. Right. Okay. So just we'll just pretend that we're well, no, just not pretend that we're arguing, but just just we need to argue about something. What can okay. We about? Should we let this be the the outro? The outro. Yeah, yeah, yeah we can do that. Okay. Okay. Right, right. Well, what are you arguing about though? Um. Well, know. let's just take it to the to the the band thing, like. We've just walked into our venue. Okay. We've rehearsed a few songs, and you've decided to bring uh, plates as hardware. Oh yeah. Um, because you somehow think that they're <laughs> better sounding. Yeah, my porcelain. Porcelain. Yeah. yeah so you got porcelain, porcelain hi hat. Porcelain symbols. Yeah. Hi hat. You it's still all, bring your eighteen-inch bass drum. What is wrong with the 18-inch bass drum? We've got something to argue about. There's, there's nothing wrong with the 18-inch bass drum, though. I don't get what your issue with, is it? Don't start there's the argument before no, it's happened, mate. No, but what Relax. Is so what sounds Save bad? Save it. What's, no, what's bad about an 18-inch bass drum? You're about to find out. Well, go on, then. No, you've got to start the music, aren't no, you? No, no, The music comes in once the argument's there. All right, once the argument's there. That's it, yeah. Okay, so porcelain cymbals. Right. 18-inch bass drum. Yep. And you've got to find something about what, I'm, what, what I've done. What have I brought? Have I brought... No, uh, you'll just start. We'll start playing, and you're yeah. just like, mm, not getting the sound. Oh, it's not just. It's not quite there. Right. I don't. I don't think the mic's picked up your fart there, but oh, it was no. a squeak. It was. It was. It's good. about to pack. It's about to capture my panic, though. Lovely. Right. Okay. We'll do. We'll do it without. Yeah, so and we'll you'll just be a bit of a twat about okay. it. Okay. Right. So, we'll, so we'll. So we just walked in, and you're there because you want to be there early. Yes. Because yeah, your, oh drum, yeah, no, your I'm, drums I'm, going first. Oh, do they? Well, they must do. Why? <laughs> that's why you just shit yourself that was disgusting alright okay ready that's horrible yes right okay you alright Graham wait what what are you getting out of your case there mate drum kit drum kit well I mean I can see you've got some normal shaped toms that's fine yeah that's just how it works I told you not to bring that 18 inch bass drum why'd you bring the 18 inch bass because drum because what's wrong with an 18 inch bass drum it just looks like it just looks like you've stolen it off a child. That's all. <laughs> That's all it looks like. And yeah, we, we're making big music. We've been rehearsing for ages, and we've been making like we're getting stuff from Nirvana and Muse. It's gonna be a little bit raw. And you decide to bring something right, made from Dave Toby. Dave Grohl would fucking love this drum kit. Would it? Yeah, but he's not here he to justify that. Why well, you don't know that? Well, yeah, you know, maybe he's in the audience. Just because Dave Grohl's not here and saying that apparently doesn't justify the fact you brought an 18-inch bass drum that you look like you made from Tommy, right? Tommy. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, like, you nick that from a toy store. Like, what happened to the big old Gresh ones back in the day? Like, Mitch Mitchell, you know, big old bass drum. Like, you know, like that. Why would I want that, though? Oh, okay. Well, we can't do too much about it now, because obviously, we, you know, it is what it is. I'm sure it sounds great. But, but what? 
Where are your symbols? Where are your symbols? I think this is working. No, what do you mean it's not working? It is working. Where are is your it? symbols? Did you just fart again? Yeah. Why have you got plates? Why did we just bail out of something we just tried to set up? Why did that happen? <laughs> Why did that happen? I, I was struggling. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I thought <laughs> it was. I was. <laughs> oh. Oh, I was lost. Oh, bless. Oh, I you were lost. Well. Oh. I was lost with where we oh, went. Oh, mate, I saw it in your face as well. <laughs> I almost felt bad. <laughs> I was like, yeah, no, we'll play with the porcelain, mate. I can see yeah. the tears rolling. Don't worry. I was worry. trying to work. No, because I was like, none of this would actually get me. Like, I wouldn't get riled up. I'd find it funny if I brought porcelain. Like, if I brought plates of symbols, I'd do that as a wind-up. Yeah. I need someone to wind me up. That's what I, I like, know what's going to happen now in August. There's going to be a plate. There's going to be plates. There's yeah. going to be plates. There's there's be plates. Be plates. Yeah. I'm like, hey, what do you think? And I'll be like, <laughs> great joke. And then you actually put them on. Yeah. Right. I think <laughs> that's just, enough. Yeah, we're enough. Yourself, no, we haven't. No, we're fine. We're fine. We're good. Um, we'll work on the comedy art installation with the bass line underneath it. I think I chose the wrong bass line as well. Should be more jazzy. Well, it's, it's how Ollie would play it. I can imagine him playing that, yeah. Yeah, I think. Yeah, <laughs> anyway, tune in next time for the Fantastic Art Installation. Graham and James have a disagreement. <laughs> how much do you need to shit yourself right now? I can't work it out, let's put it that way. Oh, okay. But it's probably a good time to like leave because as the clouds like <laughs> block the sunlight. <laughs> right. Clouds block sunlight, one man needs to shine. <laughs> Bye. Bye.